love you. You're on. I'm on? Oh, well, uh, hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not in today. Today, today is Friday, April 8th, the year of our Lord, 2022. I remember because it's the day after my birthday. That's right. Uncle Lonnie is here serving as our lovely research assistant, and I am doubling his pay. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and, and always, whenever we hear Uncle Lonnie's name or Aunt Bev, we want to remember and pray for our corrections officers all over the country, the hardworking men and women who do the job no one wants to do and everyone wants done. And they do it for no thanks. Um, and man, yeah. So today is question and answer day. So start submitting them because we're kind of low. Did you do you feel like we're low on questions? I do. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, we had uh, a lot of questions last week. We went and got through most of them. Well, I I don't want to brag, but go. I was basically a small G god last week. Right. <laughs> I had a vision of angels taking notes and saying, "I never thought of that." I'm like, "I know, I know." Uh, I do want to with. Every cell in my body, thank you for yesterday. I, Uncle Lonnie had the best birthday ever, and I literally mean that. That was the best birthday I've ever had. Um, it was overwhelming. Like, literally, I told Carrie, at just one point, I just sat down and shook. It was just so much love, so much kindness. Um, thank you. I don't have any hope of individually thanking you all. I, I don't, uh, but no, I, I am so, so grateful. Um, and uh, thank you. I, I don't even know. I, you know what I mean? I, I, blah. I could do it like the Swedish chef, remember? Does anyone remember the Swedish chef? A little bit. Okay. Um, so today, thank you for that. And then remember, remember, next week is Holy Week, the holiest week of the year. It's the holiest time of the year. The Messiah is dying and apostles are flying. I don't know. I got nothing. But I am truly geeked out today. And I confess, more than I am about Holy Week, about the Tigers today. Detroit Tigers uh, openers today. We're playing the White Sox, and uh, we will win. Eight to four. I just made that up. I have no any nothing but my optimism guiding me. And in fact, the other day on the Detroit Tigers website, they put a graphic up of here's going to be our starting lineup. And I'm like, I love this lineup. They're great. And then the first response was, they're not great. Right, some dude. And I'm like, okay. I just wrote, okay. Then he wrote, tamper your expectations. And I wrote, no. <laughs> like, who, who gets on the internet for the sole express purpose of being a downer? Oh, anyway, so I'm excited for our Tigers, and I'm truly excited for Holy Week. Uh, and with that in mind... I'm thinking we're just going to start getting after the questions, right? Um, is this a hard week for priests? Do you anticipate it with both joy and dread? Yeah, I guess dread's a funny word. I guess it's more like, these are complicated services. Uncle Lonnie, you remember, we used to do hours of practice in Hudson. And I mean hours of practice. Because if it looks easy, it's because we practiced our tails off. Um, but I find them complicated and I'm super pattern oriented, right? So if, if it's not like my last mass, I struggle, right? Mentally when you're tired afterward, but it's a very joyful and uh, blessed time. I, I think I shared this with you. I put a ton of pressure, unnecessary pressure on myself because so many people we won't see very often. And this is my chance to let them know how much God loves them. You know, so yeah, I, I think I get what you're saying. I think dread might be the wrong word. Um, I'm excited and I'll be happy when it's over too. In fact, I'm taking, like I'm falling apart. <laughs> so I'm taking a few days off after Easter. In fact, here's the best. So can you hear the washer going? Do you hear it? Okay. So that is the fifth time that load of laundry has gone into the washer. 
this week, and I'm telling the truth, because I keep forgetting to move it to the dryer. And then the next day, I go downstairs, and I'm like, oh no. And I open it, ugh. So I wash it again. These clothes are gonna be the cleanest clothes Ever. Yeah, it'll be like that $100 bill. Yeah, see right through it. So that's where my brain is, and I know I will screw something up, uh, but that's my charism. So yeah, pray for your priests. Uh, pray for, especially though, for all the people who are going to become Catholic this week. That's a big, 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 big thing. Yeah. Okay. It's opening day. Will you be watching the game? Yes. I would miss a funeral of a family member. No? Careful. No, I really wouldn't because the game's at 1.30 and no one puts a funeral at 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> All kidding aside, yeah, I'm a geeked out. And Uncle Lonnie's here to watch it with Dad and I. Aunt Carrie's going to come over. Uh, we're, we're very excited um, uh, to watch the Tigers. I, I, I could go on and on. I'll stop. Sister Teresa, my Teresa, right? She loves my braids. Yes. Thank you, sister. Uh, I found out... When I went a long time without braids, I found out there's people who genuinely hate these. But they're polite about it. Like, most people who don't like your beard, they'll just tell you, right? Oh, I hate your beard. And I'm like, well, I hate your hairdo. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't say that. But I found out there are people who do not like the braids. Do you like the braids? Yeah. On uh, you, I wouldn't want them on me. No, no. You, you can pull them off, though. You're a bad, bad man, Uncle Lonnie. Me, this is just, it, it makes it easier to manage. Anyway, uh, thank you. I love my braids. Thanks to Alicia for making them. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on the new Father Stew movie. I don't know anything about it. I saw commercials. I know, uh, what do I know? Very little. It's a biography. It really happened. I know um, Mark Wahlberg's in it. And I don't know if you're aware of this. He's a daily communicant. He goes to Mass every day. Um, I know Mel Gibson is a part of it, and he is, I believe, a Lefevite Catholic. They broke off from the Roman Church in 1960-something. Yeah, Archbishop Lefebvre rejected Vatican II, um, and they kind of formed their own thing. Um, and do you know they elect a pope every year? Or every time? They have their own pope. Really? Yeah, Pope Michael, I believe, is their pope now, and I think that's awesome. Uh, so come Holy Spirit. So yeah, I, I don't know anything about it, but I'll bet it'll be good. Um, I don't, oh yeah, hit me. The fellow that does pints with Aquinas. Yeah. Just did an interview with Mark Wahlberg about. Okay. It's quite, quite a good interview. Okay. So. About his Catholic faith. Oh, neat. is that YouTube, bro? Yeah. Okay. So if you go on YouTube and go to pints with Aquinas, like pint of beer with Aquinas, who's dead. Uh, so he doesn't have much to say. Uh, there's an interview with Mark Wahlberg about Father Stu. So if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, I do know um, the generation before me, and Dad's talked to me about this a few times. And in fact, I talked with a fellow about this today, uh, where he literally told me a story. And guys Dad's age tell these stories. Well, there was a boy in my grade school class, and his dad was beating him. And so father just went over the house and beat the hell out of dad. <laughs> that this was just, uh, uh, I don't know. It was the way things were. Uh, and it's fascinating to think of, but what my understanding is Father Stu was a boxer who became a Roman Catholic priest and who was known for not being afraid to use violence when he felt it appropriate. So uh, yeah, I hope it'll be good. Makes my tummy hurt. Yeah, Uncle Lonnie hates violence. Confessions tomorrow at 8.30. Okay, why do we receive communion on Good Friday? Communion's basically always a good thing, right? We don't pray mass on Good Friday. There's no mass, uh, no mass, to quote St. Roberto Durand. Was that Roberto Durand? Yeah, stone hands, right? They called him stone hands, and he beat Sugar Ray in the first fight. And then the second fight, Ray just murdered him. And the fight ended because he just kept saying, no mas, no more. Why are we talking about this? 
Does anyone know? What were we talking about? No this is terrible. No Mass on Good Friday. Thank you, Uncle Ani. Instead, we have a communion service during a time where we adore the cross. Uh, we offer very specific and beautiful petitions. We read the Passion narrative, and then we receive communion. Why? Uh, not being funny, I would assume, just because it's a great thing. Um, uh, St. John Vianney had a beautiful quote. He said, the Eucharist is God's greatest gift to us. If he had something better, he would have given that to us. Isn't that lovely? Have you heard that one? No. I think it's John Vianney. Um, when you and I receive communion, nothing bad happens. <laughs> That's it, right? Like, Sean Costello said the craziest thing. <clears throat> he said, if Catholics understood the Eucharist, we wouldn't have to convince them to go to church. We just wouldn't. Uh, he said, if, if we said, okay, every day at 8 a.m. we're distributing free hamburgers, people would show up. But we say, free body of Christ. And like, nah, thanks. I got things to do. It's kind of weird. Never thought of that. But great point. And in fact, do you know what's interesting? There's a fairly, I'm just figuring out TikTok, right? Jeff Rose and, and Carrie have been gently trying to convince me. I think that's fair to say. Do you think, you know, check it out. It's funny. And I always avoided it because I thought that's one more thing I'm going to fail at, right? If it's one more way for people to write me, I'm going to fail. But I don't think they can write me. Well, yeah, right. TikTok, if you don't post, like I started posting really just this yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. But if you choose not to post, you're just there for the entertainment. Sure. It's awesome. I might start posting just because I've got some ideas. Like I thought, why not do my morning homily every day on it? Because it doesn't look like there's a time limit. I thought yeah, I assumed there was. Well, yeah, there are tiny bits. But some yeah, of them are long. Okay. Well, long for an ADHD boy. But anyway, why am I talking about TikTok? Do you remember? It seemed important. Oh, there's a famous, apparently, TikTok personality who just does lovely, uplifting videos. I want to be really clear. But then she did this one about how she doesn't go to church anymore because at her church, they don't allow women in leadership. Okay, whatever. Uh... That's a, it was a fundamentalist church, obviously, right? Women can't teach. Okay, that's fundy. That ain't Roman. <laughs> but I thought, I don't know. That's messed up. Why leave the church for that? Go find another one. But, like, she was like, that's why she doesn't practice religion. It's like, really? I'd practice it because it's true. That's it. I don't care if it makes me comfortable or if I like it. Uh, I'm one level. But do, do you get it? That's the difference between the Eucharist-centered faith and kind of the personality-centered faith of some of the fundy churches. Exactly. You know what I mean? They could become personality cults. Is she Catholic? No. Okay. She's nothing now. But clearly she was fundamentalist because her whole thing... Well, anyway... We're right or we're not. And if we're right, I'm not going to let a jerk drive me away. I'm not going to let a, a, a filthy, evil person drive me away. I'll make them go. Okay. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's say it was the opposite, and it was all women up there. Yes. Okay. And you went Like an day. Anglican church. Yeah. And okay. you went every day. Yeah. And every day you had to endure exactly what it was that you felt was wrong. Right. Can I get the Eucharist somewhere else? You'd find another um, church. Right. right. That, that's my I thinking. I don't know how easy that is. To oh, I totally get church. you. It's especially, like, I've got buddies who are Anglican, and they believe in the real presence. Sean pointed out to me yesterday. He said, bro, you kind of forgot. Not yesterday, but at some point yeah. I said something about what Catholics believe. Well, so do Orthodox, so do some Anglicans. Okay. And I, I don't know, because there's less and less Anglicans. So it might be tough. Like, maybe there's a dude who wants to go to communion, but his priest uh, isn't living a lifestyle in accordance with the Bible. Yeah, that would be tough. But I wouldn't leave. I know me. I'd be like, you ain't stopping me from getting the Eucharist. But if it, I may put headphones on. I guess I'm just imagining yeah. her, her going and seeing that every day sure. is certainly not bringing her any right. 
And of course, that's the non-Eucharist church. So I get her bugging out. I don't get her abandoning religion. It's like, really? Because there's a God or there isn't. Yes, true. Right? And I can get saying, that religion's not for me. I'm going to that one. But I can't get saying, I abandon religion. Why? Well, that church, okay, there's not, there are 36,000 sects of Protestantism. Just pick another one. Right? I mean, because there's a God or there's not. Maybe God's calling you to the fullness of the faith. Right, well, you know. So anyway, I'm sorry. I went. I kind of went on a, it's going to be a weird day, guys. I'm hungry, and I've had a lot of caffeine. Did you know yesterday Carrie and Chuck deprived me of food? No, wait, was that Monday Wednesday? It had to be Wednesday because yesterday I ate like oh, yeah. the plane was going that. down. We, yeah. I do think that should be an annual event. Huh? Hot dogs on your birthday. I think it should be. An oh, absolutely. National holiday. Yeah. Okay. Father, why hide the money maker? It's hard on the ladies. <laughs> I just want to make it easier. <laughs> Confessions tomorrow. Confessions tomorrow, right? When is, okay. Um, good day, Father Joe. Is this Australia? It must be. Put a shrimp on the barbie. I can't do an Australian accent. No, it's not. She's Canadian. Why was the Last last Supper called that instead of the Last Dinner? I don't know. Was it just because Passover Supper? It's probably just because it was a Passover Supper. Or that's the word they used back then? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Do you know? Well, now I want to (laughs) know. Uncle Lonnie. I'm on it. All right. So we're going to look that up because there might be an answer. My suspicion is it's just the way we use language, you know. Um, uh, I was asked what the need for gluten-free hosts are if the host is transformed into the body and blood of our Lord. I have no idea how to answer that one. Oh, no problem. Okay. So uh, when we talk about what changes, what changes in the bread is the invisible thing, right? So I think I just did this yesterday. Stick with me if you're sick of me doing this. But when you look at a human, when you look at my delicate features, my long flowing locks, my chiseled abs, uh, that's my exterior. And on some level, what you know is that's not me exclusively. That's what I look like. Me is the invisible part. It's the soul that animates me, that binds and unites my functions, um, that uh, uh, if, you, if my soul leaves my body, I'm gone. You with me? But if my body leaves my soul, my soul's still cooking. How are we doing so far? Okay. So there's an invisible part to everything that makes it what it is. And there's an, there is a visible part of it that's the externals. Well, when the host, we say, transubstantiation. So what's changed? The substance, the invisible thing. If it was transformed, then it would taste different, look different, and the gluten thing would be different. So uh, how are we doing? Yeah? So think of like transformers, more than meets the eye. Yeah? Uh, You've got Optimus Prime and he's a semi or something, and then you, and he's a dude, right? A warrior. Uh, what changed his form, transform, change form? So all that changed is his exterior. Her, his personality is the same. That's his substance. If it was transubstantials, <laughs> then his personality, his, his individuality would change. But his truck would stay the same. I don't know. How'd I do? Does that work? Yeah. yeah. So they, they said that dinner was a heavier meal midday and supper was a lesser meal, waver and wine. Okay. Way to go, woman. Mm-hmm. My uh, lovely research assistant failed miserably. He sure did. Couldn't um, find it. Okay, just you know, I'm cutting your pay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Lonnie. You just doubled it. That's why you don't hire family. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Happy birthday, Father Joe. Thank you. Uh, And thank you. That's all caps for the show. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. And I often watch it with my 88-year-old mom, and she loves you also. Hi, mom. Love you. 
here's the question. If Jesus isn't the Jews' Messiah, how do they get to heaven? Thank you and happy weekend. Thank you and happy weekend. So, uh, Jesus is the Messiah for the Jews. They simply don't, we would say, acknowledge that or submit to it. I think it's a great way to put it. In terms of heaven, we don't make that call, right? And we try not to speculate uh, just because we don't know what we don't know. Um, I think, think it was Pope Benedict, but don't quote me. Okay, who pointed out, or it might have been JP too, that the Jews who stay faithful to the what we call the old covenant are saved, right? Because God doesn't change his mind. He made a covenant, he's gonna keep it. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think it was JP too. Please, I, I may have that wrong. And there are people who, when they hear it, get irate. One of the angriest letters, actually, I got an awful letter this week. Remember? Oh, no, this is the one from that journalist. Okay. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about this? No. Oh, no. You know what? I didn't tell Lonnie. And I'm serious. Do you know why? You'd kill him. Okay. If you read this email, <laughs> Lonnie, Lonnie would be like, okay, can I have his name in social? No, Uncle Lonnie. But I put it on a piece of paper for you. Anyway, why are we talking about this? One, some, this is something that really triggers some... God, I hate that word. Uh, that really freaks some people out when they hear that uh, it is acceptable for Catholics to believe that Jews are in heaven. Um, and I think if that freaks you out, um, maybe there's something to look at in your own heart. Because uh, it's not your business. I know that sounds funny. Does that mean we don't evangelize? No. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Of course we don't follow Jesus so we can get to heaven. We follow Jesus because he makes our life better, because he's worthy of that, because he deserves it. Heaven is a consequence. Yeah? Does that help? Is that? Okay, so we don't speculate, uh, do all Jews go to hell? No, we don't do that. Uh, we assume mercy because God seems obsessed with it. And uh, I think I answered the question. If not, let us know and we'll blame Carrie. On it. Will there be any pain, sorrow, or negative feelings when we are reunited with our bodies in the new world when Jesus returns? That's a fine question. Uh, so let's back up a little because you got this right, but I want to help people who might not know what we're talking about. Okay, it is the biblical Roman Catholic teaching that when you and I die now, like if I leave here and I'm hit by a cement truck, uh, that my body goes in the ground, yeah? And if I owe you money, sorry. And that my soul goes to judgment. And let's be optimists. And let's say I, my, I go to heaven, okay? So I die and I, my soul is judged and it goes to heaven or hell. There's no third option here. Uh, purgatory is a part of heaven. Think of purgatory is a part of heaven, right? Okay. Um, so now... Uh, my body goes in the ground and decomposes, except for my abs. I suspect... They'll probably be here forever. Yeah, because they're steel. Steel doesn't decay. Then, when Jesus returns, all bodies are raised up and restored. And then they join our souls, and heaven descends to earth, and here we are. Body-soul unities. Now, I would imagine when that happens, we will not be capable. I don't think we can do pain, sorrow, or negative feelings. Post-mortem. I don't. In heaven. Sorry. Um, I think it was... You know, I've been quoting him a lot. And I'm, I'm not sorry. But Father John Ricardo, who talked about seeing someone who died in a dream. And when he said, are you okay? You know, cause this person died with some physical torment, mental torment and asked, are you still in pain? And that the person replied, literally, he said, looked perplexed and went pain. I remember that. Right. Just this kind of half memory of, yeah, there was something called pain. And that's what I was talking about in today's homily. And it was so hard not to cry. And even now talking, it's hard for me not to cry. That 
whatever fights we've got here, when we get to see God, right, and run to him, just like little kids, um, man, you know, all good. <laughs> like my mom, when she died, her, her mind was so unclear, right? Very foggy from Alzheimer's. And that was the, one of the first things I thought, she can think again. She can think clearly again. And she can run again. She, you know, ah. So I don't think we'll have any of those things at the second coming if we've already died. Yeah? Am I making sense? Okay. Because St. Paul tells us not everyone's going to die, right? There will be people who are alive when Jesus comes, and that'll be different than those who die before Jesus comes. And did I tell you, I know exactly when he's coming back. I'm not supposed to tell you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write a book, make some cheese. I mean, teach the truth. Uh, What's the history? Behind the litany of saints' prayer, who decided which saints made the cut, as not all of them are mentioned, and some of them are lumped together? Uh, Okay, this is a fine question. Uh, It's a sort of liturgical evolution. Uh, So if you look particularly at the groupings at the beginning of the litany of saints, those are older than the U.S. Those are older than Europe. Uh, those groupings were handed down to us starting from the 2nd century AD. I kid you not. Um, I don't know what happened after that, that we added some but not others. I really don't. Uh, I would imagine there's some sort of pattern to it, and I can look that up. But uh, for the most part, they're just going by tradition. And why are some saints lumped together? Well, like... You know, Pontian and Hippolytus are always lumped together. You never hear St. Pontian without St. Hippolytus and vice versa. It's because they were related in this life. Related not by blood. Uh, They were, in fact, mortal enemies for most of their life. Uh, Pontian and Hippolytus, one was made pope and the other named himself anti-pope. And they worked against each other their whole lives until the Romans arrested both and forced them to uh, work to death. That's how they killed them. And that, in that, they reconciled and became brothers again. Isn't that cool? So they're always stuck together, Pontian and Hippolytus. Some, we see, are always linked together in the Bible. James and John, right? James and John are always together. Uh, Philip and Bartholomew are always mentioned together, so we put them together. Um, Would you talk about Mary's role in Holy Week? Absolutely. Mary's role is our role, okay, in a sense. It's to watch and observe and participate as a lover of the victim, okay? So, for example, just this morning, can you call up today's opening prayer on your thinger? Or not really? Okay. Yeah. If one of you can call up today's collect, you'll see two options. The first one's short, the second one's long. I want the second one, if you would. But it's specifically put in there today to help us with your question. That what we believe, what we know, is Mary watched all of this happen. The events of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. And so we ask her be with us as we walk through this with you. Oh, thanks, Uncle Lonnie. Okay. Uh, yep, now there's a second option for it, big bro. Um, just one sec, okay, folk? Yeah, if you don't mind, bro, I'm sorry. No, not at all. You picked the right prayer, but there's two options today. Uh, And I'm sorry that I don't have the second one, but it specifically says, Mary, pray for us as we walk with you through Holy Week. She's fully human. There's nothing divine about her. So she's, in a sense, one of us uh, going through these events, but she went through them perfectly. So we ask her, be with us so we can go through them with you. Does this make sense? Be honest. 
I feel a little bit goofy today. Okay, it's super hard to focus. It is today. Uh, big surprise. What were the disciples' last names? People didn't have last names. Last names is a fairly modern invention. What you tended to do, like you may remember in Jesus at one point talking to Peter, uh, whose name was Simon at this point, and he says to him, quote, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. And what, what is that? Well, Simon, son of John. He's just saying son of John in Hebrew. Okay? So, or, or Jonah, which is the same name. So, when you look at last names, it was Bar so-and-so. So, like, Bartimaeus was the son of Timaeus. Right? Or who's the guy who, just for irony, right, in the Gospels, who was saved so that, and Jesus killed, right? Who did they choose? Do you remember? It was Jesus or, do you remember? Care? Lonnie? I'm sorry. That's okay. Uncle Lonnie, remember? Jesus is on trial, and Pilate says, you can have Jesus or you can have Barabbas, right? Barabbas, son of the Father. They're messing with you in Scripture. Yeah. Right? The son of the father. Yeah. yeah. Son of the father or son of the father. Okay. How tight is that? So that's how last names worked. You said their name and then son of bar so-and-so. Or it was pretty common too, if you achieved a certain level of fame, to simply say where you were from. Well, that's Saul of Tarsus. Which Saul? The one in Tarsus. Okay. Uh, why weren't there last names? It just wasn't a part of people's thing. Uh, there weren't enough people, and I know that sounds funny, but hear me out, where it was a concern. Uh, last names were for taxes. And I know that sounds funny, but it's how it worked. So the evolution of last names, primarily, as I understand it, comes from Western Europe, where uh, tax rolls, as the human race increased, it became harder to keep track of who paid what. So what would they do? Well, they would take your first name and then your occupation. So if you were a person who worked with metal, your last name was Miller, right? If you were a person who worked with dyes, your last name was Fuller. Uh, you, you get it? Uh, you could go through all of these names and you think, why is there a million Smiths? Because you needed a blacksmith in every town. So they would say, well, that's Robert. He's a Smith, Robert Smith, right? That's how it was in the tax rules. And so that's how that all evolved. Uh, Germans were particularly fond of giving last names based on personal traits. So is this interesting? Yes. Okay. So when I was at MSU, where Jesus went to school, they had a guy on special teams whose last name was Schontag, right? S-O-N-N-T-A-G. And I said to him, your last name is Sunday in German, Schontag. Right? I think I'm saying it right. And he was like, what? And I said, I guarantee somewhere in your family's history, you have an ancestor who distinguished themselves in some way on a Sunday. And so they just started calling him Sunday. Um, and uh, probably battle, it's the Germans, right? And uh, he told me a couple weeks later, his grandpa said there was some big battle and some ancestors of our really kicked tail. And that's how we got our last name, Schontag, Sunday. Isn't that funny? So Western Europeans tended to do it by um, job. Eastern Europeans tended to do it by trait. So crop, right? Which means uh, to creep, to sneak. Isn't that funny? I was a spy. You guys don't know this, but I'm actually in your homes right now. Uh, please clean. <laughs> and I see that meat pie. Knock it off. All right. Uh... Applegate, right? No doubt uh, a person who tended of um, orchards and not to be funny, probably protected them, right? Applegate. Uh, yeah. So that's how that works, right? Pilarski, right? Oh, whenever you see the pole names, Ski is son of, right? Uh, when you see um, Mick in Ireland, MC, son of, MAC for the Scots, son of. So that's how it works. Does this help? Yeah. Well, William Wallace. I don't know if you ever saw Braveheart, but there's a scene where they all start chanting, right? All they call him is William. 
But then at one point, he does something crazy heroic, and they start chanting McClawlach, and I can't say it, but they're saying son of Wallace, which we translate. Yeah. This is helping anyone. Okay, <laughs> what does the Catholic faith think about cremation? Fine. Uh, church says as long as you obey some rules and as long as you have the right mindset. Okay? No? Yeah, yeah. There's just the question above it, too. Oh, I don't see one above it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, oh, that's funny. Carrie, I've been on page two this whole time. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. What were we talking about? No, cremation. Oh, yeah. So uh, you got to have the right mindset and you got to follow some rules. Okay, now I want to be clear. If you've already done things that are different than what I'm about to tell you, if you did them in innocence, it's okay. Our Lord can deal with it. I want to be super clear. Please do not panic. I'm going to tell you some rules. And if you're like, we didn't do that with mom, God can deal. God's not a jerk. He's not going to judge you for what you didn't know. Okay. So first, we don't, uh, the mindset, what's the mindset? If you're cremating to show contempt for the body or to say, oh, it's just a shell, that's a problem. Your body is sacred, right? Especially if it's like mine. Your body is sacred, okay? And that's really important to us. That's why we put bodies in sacred places. Graveyards are sacred. Um, now that's about mindset. Once the mindset is dealt with, then we want to make sure we never spread the ashes. We want to make sure we bury them in one place as much as possible. And we want to make sure that that is a permanent sacred place. Okay. Uh, why all these rules? Well, cause they're sacred. So we have rules about the sacred. Um, why a permanent sacred place? Because, and I know I've shared this before, so pardon me for you guys who remember this. Uh, because, for example, and this is the best ex awful example I can think of, I have a buddy who works in construction. He's a dude who's the top of the food chain. So he hires this crew, that crew, that crew, tear down the old building. This crew comes in and puts in the foundation. Um, <clears throat> when he was working in East Lansing, he had, he had bought a plot of land to build a building, had to tear down the old building. And when they started digging hundreds of urns, it was a park. So people had been, for some reason, burying their loved ones in a park and not telling anyone. And so there went backhoes, smash, 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 ashes everywhere, shattered urns everywhere. And he's a Catholic. He felt like crap. He was like, we honor the dead. And I mean, he was in tears. And so... A few times, not many, I bet you total of five in my 24 years, I've gotten calls from either companies or individual people who are building houses and, oh no, right, I, I smashed these urns. And you know how it went, 100 years ago, someone put them there thinking, oh, we're, our family lives here. Uh, you don't know what's gonna happen in a, in a week, let alone in 10 years. And what's sacred to you now might be a playground in 20 years and then become, you get me? So we put them in sacred places, the graveyard, uh, sacred spaces. Um, I, I hope this is helpful, okay? Now, what about, uh, I do see someone, he wants his ashes spread on Lake Erie. What I'd encourage you to do is uh, not, um, but you can, as I understand it now, I'm talking church rules. I don't know civil rules. Right. You can put an urn with a weight <laughs> into the ocean or a Lake Erie. The church considers all ground sacred. But what they know is if you drop an urn in deep, deep water, it's not like someone's going to come along and desecrate it unintentionally. All right, so we can do burial at sea, you know. So if it's metal along with the ashes, it's pretty heavy. Ashes are heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, well, I don't know what people want to know. You know, there's chunks they don't, but and not everything burns. Bones? Yeah. 
everything else burns? You get chunks of bones. You get. You won't get it. They'll sort it out. That's what unnerves me. Some funeral homes. Wait, wait. You get the chunks in there, right? Yeah. They, they mm, some they, don't. They break them down. Yeah. Some sort. I was just sitting here. I might be completely off, but I was just thinking of the tremendous grease fire that would happen if you and I were. Crazy. Oh my God! If they put me in, I would start a grease fire. I would. I. I. You know, if you put this. In, in super high heat, and I know, I got to tell you, my sister Heidi's not here. She'll laugh, but she was the first one who told me about this, and I've asked a ton of funeral guys. They do get grease fires. I'm sure. And it's out of control. Yeah, We're fat people. Yeah. And I kind of would like it. Like, if I'm, you know, if I make it to heaven, and I look down, and they've got to bring in the fire department, because I started a, a, a huge grease, that would actually make me happy. Yeah. I, I'd want that. Because honestly, I just thought as I swear to God, a week ago we were doing a funeral, and all of a sudden I thought, Jesus help my pallbearers. I did. Like I literally had this moment of, oh no, oh no. Jesus help my pallbearers. I'm six one, two hundred and ninety pounds. Nobody wants to carry that. I don't want to carry it. It's called a high low. Yeah, they should scoop some of me out or something. I don't know. Put it in a garbage. Okay. Regarding cremation. Where are we at? Still on cremation. Okay, regarding cremation, my mom said she did not want to be put in the ground, so she is in an urn, which we have at our home. Sounds weird, but I like her with me instead of in a cold mausoleum niche. We do have a niche at the mausoleum for her. What to do? Oh. Assuming we're right, okay, as Catholics, she's not in heaven going, don't put me in the ground. I, I don't, I, do I sound cold? I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? That that which she's worried about when she was on earth, she ain't worried about now. Right. Um, but don't do it till you're ready. Okay. God can deal. Uh, but I would encourage you to either bury her in a sacred place or to get her to that mausoleum. But again, set that as a goal, okay? Don't, not here ready. Because I think what I'm telling you is new. And if it's new, you need some time to adjust. Um, and the Lord can deal with you not getting her there yet. And your mom can deal with the day you do get her there. Okay, so be at peace. Um, and I hope I'm not being insensitive or cold. I don't want to be that person. Um, okay. <sighs> okay. Hi, Father. Hi. Uh, I wondered, our church last Sunday covered all the statues, but I've noticed other churches haven't done this. Can you explain the reason? Thank you, and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's new to a lot of us priests that we could do it last week. Okay, so most of my priesthood, you started on Palm Sunday. And honestly, you're going to laugh, but it wasn't until five years after they did the changes in 2011 that I found out, no, you can cover them the week before Palm Sunday. So you don't have to cover them at all. It's just a good practice. So for us, we're doing it after Palm Sunday for no other reason than that's what we did last year. Right, uh, and frankly, we didn't think about it. I'm so, it's so ingrained in me, Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday. Uh, so all you're seeing in terms of deviation is a allowed deviation, and for older guys like me, it's just habit. You do it after Palm Sunday, you know. Uh, is that helpful? Did I, yeah, okay. What about the name Jones? You know, I don't know where that one came from. Do you know, bro? Can you look up the etymology of the name Jones? Um, I would assume, now don't laugh at me, but I'm serious. It seems to me that it's some sort of Dutch-German, right, butchery, like we butchered it somehow. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, because that happens. When words move from one language to another, uh, it gets a little screwy. But whenever I've looked at that, I've always thought, that's got to be... Oh, you know? Thanks, Uncle Lonnie. 
um, okay. Oh, uh, okay, I'm, I'm wrong. It's English, right? And it means God has favored uh, the name. Uh, oh, it's a deviation of John, right? And that's where you get John's son, Johnson. Okay, groovy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, makes that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and it's Welsh more than English. I don't mean to mix those up. Sorry. Remember, the UK is Britain, Wales, Ireland, Scotland. Scotland! And I swear I'm missing one. No? I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's Welsh. Uh, yeah. How about that? And they think it's a variation of um, John. Yeah, and then you get John's son. So, cool. Uh, what happens to the titanium parts when one's cremated? I don't know. I, like, you can't burn titanium, can you? I mean, I could, with a glance. Why is my beard braided today? Honestly, it, it's just easier to control. Uh, like, oh, what? I thought it. I thought it said bread. What about Brad? I just... Oh, it is Brad. But I is don't Brad know. braided I don't, today? No, I don't know. That's wonder, really funny. Now I wonder if you meant beard or if I misread it. Oh, I don't know. So if you're asking if bread is braided today, that's weird. I have no idea. I know bread goes in my stomach. So I don't care if it's tied in a knot like a pretzel, right? Which is made like this, right? For how the monks pray. Do you remember Butch's pretzels? Oh, yeah. Butch has had some beast pretzels. Um, how are we? Okay. Due to your chiseled abs, the cement truck would be damaged. I agree. I agree. Um, God help the cement truck that hits me. Yeah. Um, I assume it'd be like, did you ever see, what's that Will Smith movie where he was a drunk superhero? Do you remember this? Yes. And at one point, a train hits him. And he just stands there, and the train, like, folds around him. Does anyone remember this? I assume yeah, that's yeah, what would happen. I can't remember his name. It started with H, did it? Hancock. Okay. Uh, how, who were Cosmos and Damien, and how were they related? You know, I don't know that one. I'm going to have to. Do you want to look that up, Uncle Lonnie? While you're looking it up, can I tell you, Cyril and Methodius, we always link them. They were brothers, right? And they evangelized the Slavs. S-L-A-V-S, the Poles, the, the, you know, all these cats. And what's fascinating is when they were trying to teach them the catechism, they uh, didn't have a common language. So St. Cyril created an alphabet that we call Cyrillic. Right, that the Russians and the Poles, right? The one that looks like English, but it's a little bit like some letters seem backwards. Okay. Um, twin brothers, Cosmos and Damien were twin brothers, Arabs. They were physicians and uh, evangelists. It says they died in 303, which would probably mean they were executed. Yeah. Um, so they must have been martyrs, too. Uh, if a Christian died before 314, they were killed. <laughs> That's right. That's how it goes. Um, so Cosmos and Damien were twin brothers. Uh, Cyril and Methodius were brothers. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, whew. I think, man, am I doing all these? Monsanto Jack Trace? Tracy. Tracy was my priest at St. Columbian in Birmingham. He was a wonderful man. When he was cremated, a rose placed on him was untouched through the flames. How is this explained? A miracle? I'd say so. I mean, that's not... I mean, anything's possible. That's not probable. Uh, and I have heard of things like this happening. I have. Um, you may remember when they dug up St. John Vianney, hundreds of years after his death, his heart was still moist, right? And you can go see it. I mean, it's on display. Uh, St. Francis Xavier, or Xavier, his hand is left or right, whatever one he wrote with, I can't remember, uh, didn't... Um, Decomposed. Still holding a pen. Seriously, a quill. Uh, St. Catherine 
of Sienna. If you go see her body, she looks like she's taking a nap. Oh, seriously, have you ever seen her? She's your girl, right? You love her. Or is that Carl? That's Carl, Carl Pong. Carl Pong is googly for her. She looks like she's taking a nap. Um, I don't know what to tell you. And I don't know, there's no, seems to be no rhyme or reason to it that we know of, but God knows. Uh, and I think that's really cool. Uh, where should I take my sons out to dinner? In Lansing, as all three of my sons are Spart kids are Spartans, I have been to almost every restaurant in East Lansing and Okemos looking for somewhere new when I travel there tomorrow. Happy belated birthday. Okay, so I assume you're talking East Lansing, Lansing. Okay, now if you like sushi, the best sushi in East Lansing, in my humble opinion, and remember, my opinion's old. I haven't lived there in 10 years. Do you realize that? is Omi. Omi is on Mac Avenue, M-A-C, right across from the cigar shop. Uh, also right near there is a wonderful Asian cuisine place called Charlie Kang's. Now, when I was there, they would serve you Korean, Chinese, or Japanese food. Yeah, they had the whole menu, um, if you like that sort of thing. Um, let's see. You know, the, my, one of my favorite places they closed. Uh, and it was this pancake place. Uh, and she would just put a touch of vanilla in each. And these were poofy, fluffy. Oh, that's a spicy meatball. Um, what else? I found a couple places. Oh, you know what? If you like Mexican food in Okemos on Park Avenue is Cancun. And just like two stores down is a Japanese place that's outstanding as well. Or a Thai place, Thai place, Thai place, Thai princess, I think it's called, or something like that. Uh, these are places I can think of without trying. Um, if you're looking for more super casual, I liked Lou and Harry's. I did. I liked their steak sandwich. I liked their euros. Um, LBC. Well, of course. Oh, are they going, if you're saying Lansing, Lansing, not East Lansing. Well, then you need to go to Lansing Brewing Company. That's just a fact. Uh, but they listed, you guys listed East Side stuff, so I don't know. But if you're just looking for Lansing, I can't recommend truly Lansing Brewing enough. Uh, everything that I've eaten there is very good. Um, okay. Whew. If the body is to be kept together, how do we do relics? Well, this is, uh, think of it this way, okay? That, remember how we said, you know, you shouldn't spread the ashes. <gasps> well, what if I have? The Lord can take care of it. Same thing with relics, except it's intentional. It's the idea that the Lord can and will forgive the crude terms, reassemble everything at the end of time. But we set aside relics because clearly God wanted to do something here. Uh, and we are treating them as sacred. So if you see our relics, we have five first-class relics here. They are in a gold container, right, uh, dignified, and it's clear. Like, no one's looked at that and thought, I think I'll throw that out. And we're building a whole area for them. Donate today! Uh, that's going to cost us a few grand because we need to secure it. Right, So we treat the relics with great sanctity, um, whereas spreading not so much. Yeah? Okay. Um, the bread that is braided at Easter is called challah, a Jewish bread for the Sabbath. Oh, that stuff. Yeah, okay, I get you. You were saying bread, not beard. I apologize. Um, um, I think you say challah. Like challah, that's your boy. Do you know how to say computer in Hebrew? <laughs> computer. Okay, I made that up. I'm going to be totally honest. That's not true. Uh, for Good Friday, does the priest have a choice between black or red vestments? I know the TLM mask color is black. Have a blessed Holy Week. You know, that's interesting. I don't know if black is an option for the Novus Ordo or whatever we're supposed to call it. I don't know. Um... But boy, what a fine option. Because yeah. I wear black for funerals. I do. Did I do that at Sacred Heart? We have black there. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that's really important. I got to say, uh, that's a great 
question. Can you look that up, bro? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, Uncle Lonnie's gonna look that up. Boy, you guys are asking a lot of stuff I don't know today. I like it. What happened to the bow on your glasses? This thing? I don't know. I gotta get these in and get them fixed. I do. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it says they wear red. Yeah, okay, so we wear red, but TLM apparently can wear black, which is cool. Um, nicely done. I really got to get these glasses fixed. I've taken them in like four times, and every time I get a look of disapproval, which I totally understand. But so I've literally for two weeks been avoiding the look of disapproval. I've taken these in like five times. I mean, there are 12-year-olds who are like, show some discipline, man. Father Joe, asking for my wife, former teacher, at what point in your schooling did you begin to settle down? You describe yourself as a wild child, but you graduated, got through college and seminary, and look at you now. Oh, thank you. I, I, I don't know. It wasn't in, uh, probably college. Um, yeah, it was just super hard for me. Uh, I don't know. And my parents were the kind. Like, if the teachers called, I got in trouble. They were never, A, run to the school and defend Joey. Like, I had a teacher, true story, and I got tons of witnesses to this, who physically picked me up by my collar and punched me twice, right? Like, put me on the ground in eighth grade. And he hit five kids that day. Something happened in his head, right? One of them had to go to the hospital, Wow. right? Something happened to this guy. Uh, that was the only time my parents went to the school. And of course, union, so he was fine. He was teaching the next day. Uh, but, should uh, <laughs> I just say that out loud? And I love unions. I want to be super clear. My grandpa bled for that stuff. But um, <clears throat> with that in mind, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't like school. I did, some stuff I loved. I was just telling somebody, one of my teachers, I'll never forget this, I was a junior, and um, she, I, she, I was leaving her class at the end of the hour, and she said, Joseph, I'd like to talk to you. I'm like, oh no, because this is a teacher I loved, and I behaved myself in her class because it was lit. Like, class was, read this book and talk about it. I'm like, Psh, yes. So she was telling me, <laughs> this is so awful, I feel so bad, that she was sitting in the teacher's lounge and talking about, oh, I have this student and he's so good. He just, I give him a book and it's done in a day. And she's, oh, he's respectful and he's so sweet and he's polite and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that's great. And she says, it's me. And they all freaked. And she said, if you can do this in my class, you can do it in any class. I'm like, I don't get to read in the other classes. Or I have to read stupid things. Yeah. 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 Poor dear. She was like, I was horrified. I'm like, well, now I am too. <laughs> uh, college is when I simmered down just because um, it, it, I think it was the first time school was hard. Like if I, where I cared and it was hard. Like that was what was weird about school. I didn't have to do anything and I could get a C. You know what I mean? Uh, and I didn't get in trouble for a C. You know, I never got in trouble for a C if we passed, Dad was happy. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I think college is when I simmered down. And teachers did like me, some of them, you know, like Mr. Studaker, Mr. Kitts, Mrs. Stewart. Uh, they were teachers who, they liked my energy, and, uh, and I liked them, and I behaved. I went to class just for something crazy. I didn't want to go. Recess. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. Where are we? How do I pray for others that I don't get along with when I clearly have my own faults? Oof. Yeah. You know, I, I get you. Um. You know, we can't help what happens in our head. We can help what we do with it. You know, and I think as long as like that question tells me your prayer's great because it's not, Lord, I got my crap together. I wish that jerk did. Please help. Amen. It's Lord, I got my own problems, but their problems are killing me. Please help. That's lovely. Um, 
you know what I mean? Like, I had a big breakthrough. Um, I shared with you guys earlier, I got a horrible ladder, okay, this week. And it was Monday. It was Monday. And I don't mean this funny. I put this in the top three most awful letters I've ever got. And it was a reporter who wants to use some pain from my past to push his agenda, okay? And it's a reporter I don't trust. Uh, I've read their other work, and I went, no, that dude has an agenda, okay? So I just never re answered requests for interviews. So he wrote this, and it was vicious. Um, and it was unhinged. And because I'm not helping him, that means I'm on the side of child rapists. That was literally what he put in there. But he used F words and, um, and this is a Catholic journalist. I read it and there's a thing in me that's very broken. Okay. There's a lot of me broken, but one thing, and I think you've seen it once. If I feel like someone's threatening me, like even telling you that, I fight. And I mean, now. And it's, um, it's got me in a lot of trouble. It's just a thing in me. Uh, if, if you come at me aggressively, that's different. But if I feel like you're threatening me, I go hard. Uh, really, really hard. Okay? And I'm getting so much better at this. I felt threatened. Right? I did. And even telling you, like, again, I don't know how to explain this. And maybe everyone's like this. I don't know. I'm shaking and I feel the aggression. I do. Just telling you this stupid story. Uh, and so I uh, texted my sister, Kelly. That's my oh crap prayer. Right? When I'm like, oh no. Like, Kelly, help. <laughs> right? Because you want that chick praying. You know Kelly. Holy cow, you want that chick praying. And um, and I, I, uh, I picked like two fights that day, right? Ugh, and I was so mad at myself. And then uh, I sat down at one point, and I'm telling a long story, I'm sorry. Uh, I sat down at one point, and I felt prayers. I felt them. I physically felt I don't think I've ever felt this before. Emotionally, I felt it physically. These prayers, and it was like, pray for that poor man. Whatever made him like that, I can actually deal with, but the fact that it made him like that, and he calls it righteousness, right? Because he did. He thought he was in the right, and he felt he was being righteous. And it was, po this was the devil. I mean, um, what was fascinating, my heart, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, was filled with love for him. Oh, Lord, I can't imagine being him. Please heal whatever this is. And my desire to find him was gone. It was just gone. Yeah, it was, I'm telling you, miraculous. And I mean that. Like, just the way I grew up, it's hard to explain, but you know this one. If somebody threatens you, you punch first, because otherwise you lose. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And, um, like, even telling you that, if someone threatens you, I, I, you know, isn't that crazy? It's just so ingrained. Um, you know, and so I've been praying for him real faithfully ever since, with love in my heart. And again, think of this, and excuse me if I'm over-explaining. I love him. I'm praying for his conversion and healing. And even still, when I talk about if someone's threatening me, I get crazy. True. But God's still doing that thing over here. Isn't that nuts? That's how beautiful that was. So you pray, and don't you worry about you having faults. Of course you have faults. Your name's not Jesus. I checked. Although, Jesus, if you're typing this, you don't have any faults. Just as a heads up. That'd be hilarious if Jesus was like, that's right. Um, pray that the Lord heal whatever's broken in them. Pray that the Lord heal whatever's broken in you. And pray that someday you get to be in heaven together. Even if you can't imagine it being heaven if they're there.
because God can, you know. Uh, okay, I went on and on, and the Tigers are on in 20 minutes. So we're going to wrap this up. Please pardon me for going over. Pardon me if I, I don't know, the death questions, I always worry. I don't want to be insensitive or cruel or cold, but I don't want to not tell you the truth either. So I hope my answers were helpful and gentle, right? Truth is not a bludgeon. Um, and uh, I think that's what I got. Yeah? We good? Okay. So I will see you beautiful people next week, right? On Wednesday, uh, I don't remember what we're doing, but we're doing something, and it'll be very cool. Uh, and then, uh, then we're in the belly of the beast, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is where we celebrate the greatest victory in the history of the universe. Rough. That's a spicy meatball. So, salad pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, thank you so much for the wonder of your love for us. Thank you that when we were so lost, you came running to our rescue. And we long for the day when we get to run into your arms and all the pain's gone. Until then, help us be brave. Help us to have integrity. Help us to be prayerful men and women who respect the dignity of every human we meet and who worship you in spirit and in truth. Bless the tigers today. We also ask, Lord, that you look on the people in Ukraine and please help them. Drive the Russians from their midst. Keep them safe. Help them to rebuild in peace and prosperity. You know all those people we love so much that we worry about. And you know all the circumstances we, we carry around and we fret about. Uh, and we give all of it to you. And we love you and we trust you. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'll see you beautiful people on Wednesday. And until then, have a holy and blessed Palm Sunday. Peace. Is it over? No, it's never over.